ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Hello, Centerpoint Church. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We are currently going over our Limitless podcast, Taking the Lid Off of Life. We'll be talking about that for the next four weeks. This is a four-part series. Thank you for listening. If you like, please share with your family and friends so we can spread the word of God. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have my lovely wife, Avery. And would you like to welcome our guests here? Yes, we have Kayla and we have Josh. Kayla is my lovely wife. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. So we got the couples here. So um, first time doing this on the podcast and we're going into the new year. So um, are there any New Year's resolutions that you guys have uh, going into 2024? I think of one that we should all have as a group because we started a community group <laughs> this last year. Yeah, we did not do good. We did session. one session together and we had other people. It wasn't just us, but we did it. We did one in the past and we had childcare. And so then we did one session without, without childcare. Child care. And yeah. then we were like, we don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> no. That was rough. I mean, it was fun to get together, but it was, we didn't get much done. It yeah. was chaos. I think the study too. Yeah, the study is kind of, it's kind of hard to do the study with all the little kids running around. And that's what we wanted was to have like a group with a bunch of little kids because yeah, they're all yeah, like yeah. similar stages of our life. We might just need to give up on the study and just be like a community. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. And do like, I don't know, one scripture and a prayer request. Something yeah, much just, more simple. <laughs> just getting together and like as families under God and just talking about our problems maybe might help. Yep, yeah. We need a, Less that's going to be our new one for 24 is. Group. And we need to have childcare for that, right? Okay. I guess if we're going to do like, something, <laughs> we need child Eric care. wants childcare. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a decision. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll throw money in. Good. We, we have too st- many kids where you have three, I have three, then the other, everyone else has at least two. So it adds up mm-hmm. quick. We could just steal like one of the Miller's kids to watch ours. Yeah. She can babysit now. Shout Perfect. Out. Just put her Kennedy. in there. Hey, Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> She'll love it. All right. So um, New Year's res- resolutions, we talked a little bit about that, uh, kind of kicking off the sermon here. Um, did you have any from last year that came, you know, through over 2023? Any big uh, resolutions that you guys had? I read the Bible in a year. Wow. wow. Show off. No. That is, that's impressive. That's I'm, commitment. I'm really glad we finished on Revelations because I read it all in one day. So, Revelation? Yeah. Revelation wow. just, it just flies. You just read it quickly. It's interesting. I just always jump through Revelations. I was like three days behind and then I finished three days early. So it was good. Wow. That's so good. And we started in that group, Kayla. Yeah. Did we made it. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the way. Did I'm you guys make sure. it to the New Testament? Sure. I made it through Genesis for sure. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but I did just sign up today because we're supposed to do um, Bible Old Testament in a year, and I signed up and I added you to the group, but we did um, Old Testament in two years. So with the Old Testament in two years, yes. I mean, we need. I listen. <laughs> you got to hit set goals that are achievable based off of where you're coming from. So you know, it's like one to two chapters a day versus three chapters a day. Yeah, it was three to. Um, I think the most one was like six, three to yeah. six, depending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna start. We started today already. Are you I, doing we were, it on the Bible app? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can add you. Okay. You yeah. More more. Realistic. Do not add me. Right. Oh, you're gonna do it in a year. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do you're another end of year thing. No, I'm, I'm gonna do. I decided I'm gonna do smaller studies this year. Yeah. So I'll do one on like 
being a dad and then probably one on like, I don't know, mental things. And yeah, just yeah, pick yeah. As I go. Topics. That would be probably nice. I, I mean, that's the thing with the Bible in a year. Sometimes you just have to speed through it. It felt like homework a lot. Like, I'm like, yeah. I have to read this today or I'm going to like fail. Yeah. Yeah. So I want something I can more. You have good discipline though. I think it takes discipline to do stuff like that. So that's a good muscle to build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for this next series at the uh, church here, Pastor Tom uh, kicked us off. It's Limitless, Taking the Lid Off Life. And so we're going to be going into that for the next four weeks and kind of talking a little bit about uh, today was kind of the discipleship versus just being a follower of of Christ. And so um, kind of just uh, getting an idea of what do you guys think about when you hear the word discipleship? Anything come to mind? I think of the groups that Avery and I lead a lot. Yeah. Like I feel like we disciple a lot of moms and you know, newcoming moms. Yeah, I definitely think um it's hard to discipleship being um a part of groups creates more opportunity for being a part of that and doing discipleship. I think it's harder to like unless you're positioning yourself to do that, it's hard. It's not going to come naturally. You really have to um, make effort to it. So. So have you had anybody in your life be a disciple, or like have you had like a group, or what qualities I guess do you look for in somebody that is um, you know a disciple, or what do you guys think about when you think of people that make good um, like discipleship members or things like that? Anything come to mind? I think time. I think that's like one of the things that is the hardest to give in our culture because like we're so busy all the time. And that's that was the first thing because um, my dad, um, the pastor, who to Pastor Tom, he um, he talked about like it's going to cost you something. And for me, that was like, oh, it's time because I'll get be like, I don't have time to do this. I don't have the energy to do this. And I don't know. That That's what comes to mind to me. I don't know. What, what about you guys? Time is definitely a uh, limited quality. Little, I'm forgetting the word. We don't have a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like We run out of time all the time. Um, as we said, we takes us like three sittings to watch one movie. <laughs> we were talking about that before this. Yeah, right. We fast forwarded through a movie like last night uh, just to get through. Like we It's were a like, two we hour movie wanna... and we want to get to the end. <laughs> so we have we have 45 minutes. It's not a fun way to watch a movie. No, but... no it was still a good movie. Uh, what was it? It was a uh, Battle? No. Bur- burial. Oh, burial. It was, um, <laughs> anyway, so it was on Amazon Prime, but. Plug in for burial. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wasn't that well, good? <laughs> well, your dad talked about Barbie today, and so you, I haven't seen that, but you guys have. And That's so. the movie it took like three times to get through. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. But yeah, so time, I think, especially we all have young children. So like it to disciple I think you were a part of men's group, and that was super helpful. You've gotten out of it because our work schedules have changed, but you'll get back into it. Um, but you really craved that because you felt like you were being discipled by other people. Yeah. For um, for me, like I, I grew up in a church where we had like a discipleship group. It was just like five of us. Um, we were in like middle school at the time, and then we had like a discipleship leader and it was just like that consistency of meeting together. You didn't always have to go through like a deep study or anything, but it was just that consistency of people that were, you know, like, you know, Pastor Tom gave us in the um, definition, you know, people that were committed to uh, committed their life to Christ 
and they're helping you kind of live a more Christ-centered life. And so you get to hear their experiences, you get to lean on different um, perspectives they have about whatever's going on in your life. And for me, it's been a, a crucial element of of my my walk with Christ because I I constantly get into like these um, just overthinking things, like kind of uh, scenarios where I'm just overthinking um, just different scenarios in my life. And so like actually being able to um, articulate those thoughts to people, I think is helpful. And, um, you know, it's something that, you know, we all can lean on one another uh, through different periods in our life and, um, you know, help one another go through that. And it's, it's hard for me to open up to somebody that I'm just, you know, in like a five week, you know, study with sometimes it, it, uh, that relationship of building um, people like around you that, you know, you know, a lot about and that, that you have um, just like that background with uh, helps me to be a little bit more vulnerable with and help me to discuss things a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so Pastor Tom gave us the definition that he had. So discipleship is a person who's committed their life to Christ and with the help of other believers, he or she is growing in the knowledge of God and his word with the intent of living out their faith by bringing others to Christ and in turn, discipling them to do the same. So he gave us, um, you know, a couple, uh, instances in the Bible, but when you think of the, the biblical, um, you know, characters and discipleship, does anybody come to mind with, uh, in the Bible, when you think about who is a disciple, anybody, uh, any of the followers of Christ? Well, <laughs> <laughs> but but is there anybody that you feel like emulates it or um, I guess is like a good Peter. example? Peter, 100% Peter. There you go. <laughs> Peter is always the one that's like, I'm going to go out and walk on the water with you. I'm going to cut this guy's ear off because he offended you. Peter's uh-huh. always the the guy yeah. that just kind of jumps. I feel like he jumped into things without thinking about him like ever. He was just always like, oh, I'm going to follow you, God. I'm going to do this, God. He wasn't always right, like cutting off that guy's ear. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was the one that jumped into it the most and then. Like a go-getter. Yeah. And then just the uh, Bible verse uh, BT shared today about James wanting to just burn the whole city down. Yeah. That's right. pretty good. That would probably be my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I wish to smite him. Like, yeah. let's do it. Like, show us, God. Fireworks. Woo. I do like that. And I think Chosen, which is, you know, another plug-in. But, like, that seeing it on camera and different personalities, you see, like, there's so many different personalities that come together. And they all have its place in discipleship. And they all have a purpose. Um, and so I think like, I don't know, like sometimes we have person, different personality traits, right. And, um, it's hard to be like, oh, well, I'm not naturally a disciple. You know, I don't, I don't like to be a part of groups or I don't naturally like, I'm not outgoing. I don't know, whatever it is like that will limit you. And so it's like you, everyone has a place in discipleship and you're like, it might look a little bit different, um, for each person, but it's all the same calling. I think he, I mean, I, th- I liked that he simplified it, right? Like, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. It's to glorify God and everything that you do. Yeah. And, you know, like um, he talked about too, you know, there's a, a cost of discipleship too. You know, you have to be able to align your priorities there. And um, I was trying to find that uh, scripture there with, um, I think it was Luke 14. Um, yeah, right here. So, um, so in Luke 14, uh, 25 through 28, If you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else, your father, your mother, your wife, your children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. 
And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. And so it is something to consider with, you know, counting the cost. I think that's, you know, very, um, when we think of just being a, a follow, follower of Christ, like that, that cost doesn't come into uh, account sometimes. And the discipleship kind of changes it to a, the next level of, you know, putting that all in perspective, you know, rethinking your priority, uh, your priorities and what your identity is in. Um, and it is, you know, it's not to say that you have to have a bad relationship with everybody else in your, your life, but it's just putting that priority in place. Um, do you feel like, um, like it's been a cost for you guys as a couple? As a couple? No, but I feel like I've lost like friends because of it. I had no friends before. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like you, it, I feel it, like if I share too much or I invite people, I'm known as like that crazy Christian girl. Yeah, so right. there's definitely friends that aren't in the picture anymore, but I've also gained a ton of friends from sure. it too. Yeah. I'm showing our kids too. I find that hard too. Um, like, cause I have friends that aren't like followers or they've been burned by the church. So they've like, they have no interest in coming back to the church and um, like trying to, cause I, I mean, that's part of like discipleship too. It's like discipling to them, but there's that fine line where I've, I find difficulty of like, I want to invite you and I've invited you, but you like don't respond or I bring it up in conversation. And like, it's just like, I've seen you like meet people too and you're not, you'll invite them to the church, but you won't be like, so my dad's the pastor. <laughs> you never lead with that. Yeah. It does feel, feel like, like, you're like, yeah, yeah, it does. It, and then, um, you know, people are like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I'm not going to that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I feel with that because you don't know. I, there is like a, a different, a, a, definite like separation when someone doesn't believe and then you're trying to bring them and you're like you don't know how to balance that does anyone else have that experience i don't really talk to other people that (laughs) don't go to this church kayla though is great at that i see her invite people all the time she's on facebook i've seen her do it in person yeah so she's definitely the person that's good at trying to gather disciples i uh i read the bible in a year (laughs) (laughs) you make friends because i make friends Exactly. Well, you guys are a good pair, though. Yeah. Avery's the type of person that, like, we go to the park, and she's got, like, four other people's numbers by the time we leave. And, oh, 100%. Like, yeah. I've seen so, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like you have that, that but gift. But I think, I think Kayla and I, again, have positioned ourselves. We're going to get on the husbands now. We position ourselves together because we lead the mom's group. So it's, like, an easy end. They're like, oh, we lead this mom's group if you want to be a part of it. And we do things that are outside of the church, like mom's night out or different things to gather people. What I'm hearing here is we that, Eric, a, we, we need to start a dad's <laughs> night out. Sorry. Or even like a dad's night in, just make them like take the kids. Yeah, we prefer, though, you to bring the kids to no, the No, we, we don't have in. the kids there. <laughs> you guys work every day, so that's your time away. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's your dad's day out. <laughs> no, but I think, um, yeah, it's an easy way, like, to kind of get that to be a part of your life. So... Uh, but I mean, it's still, you know, difficult for sure, because it takes ongoing effort, right? To it's yeah. hard to we we were just talking about this. It's hard to like be consistent with like the same people because you do feel like you're spread thin sometimes, and 
Um, and that's the sacrifice that, you know, um, you know, it, it takes. Like you bring someone to the church and then that follow through is really hard. Right. Yeah. 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 In the stage of life we are in. Yeah. And and so I, I think that's definitely a sacrifice. I do think too, there is some type of, um, like we're not going to be the savior for anyone. Like we can only like lead people or we can invite people, right? We're not even, I, I wouldn't even say we're, we're like the people. dog that the shepherds have. We can help <laughs> get the sheep, but we're not the, we're not the shepherd, you know? Right. Right. So I think taking that responsibility. We're sheep dogs. It's <laughs> a good <Thanks>. analogy. <laughs> it is good. But yeah, so. Yeah. And so um, just thinking about, you know, Pastor Tom gave us those three points uh, to living a limitless life. And, um, you know, he put in, get all in, rethink uh, priorities and be fixated. And so looking at the kind of new year and how to do that, one of the things that I, I thought of was um, I've looked at like my uh, social media, like Instagram feed and like trying to uh, curate that in a way that like isn't just so distracting, I guess. And so <laughs> I know social media in general can be distracting, but like looking at like who I'm actually following, I think sometimes uh, can be just a way to like help to, um, you know, narrow that in. Like, am I just following things that are, you know, in no instance, like benefiting me overall? Or am I, you know, did I follow like a hundred people that, you know, just post these like random things that, you know, aren't productive. And so, um, not to say that you have to just completely, uh, unfollow those, but just looking at it and being a little bit more aware of, you know, what you're constantly putting in front of yourself, what you're constantly being involved with, and just like having, uh, you know, a conversation with yourself of what your priorities look like when you look at different aspects of your life. Is there any other ways that you guys can, um, apply those three principles to your life. Anything come to mind with like a practical uh, way that we can use those three uh, purposes to uh, help help navigate this? So I think praying more would mm -hmm. help. Just that setting time, like ten minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're just driving in your car or something, that you're just nothing, no music, just talking to God. I think that helps prioritize everything. I do that generally when I drive to work in the morning. Like yeah. I don't listen to anything. I just rant mm. good yeah i think um i like that get all in right like just go for it i think a lot of times like we'll we'll use um like i'm gonna pray about you know getting connected to this i'm gonna pray about um how i should serve or whatever it is and i think we hope over spiritualize it and just get involved like stop looking for a sign, just do it. Yeah, just get in and then and things course correct, right? You're like, ah, oh, this is really not the thing, but it's led me to this opportunity. And then like you'll find your footing in your place. But if you never get in, you're never gonna um you're never gonna be a part of the church in the way that it was intended to be. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. One of the quotes that I found on the discipleship you know, um, there's a few quotes that I looked up, but uh, discipleship is the process of learning to live the life of Christ. Um, you know, that's a constant thread in this. Uh, another one is discipleship is not a destination. It's a journey of becoming more like Christ every day. Um, discipleship is not just a decisions. It's a direction for a lifetime. And so, just those things of, you know, it's it's going to be a process and it's not going to be just this thing that you 
achieve in a year. And so having the, you know, resolution to help you along in that journey, I think that finding ways that you can, um, you know, just better help your priorities, help your uh, journey, your process of becoming uh, a disciple. Um, one of the things that I think think uh, was thinking about is, you know, I'm I'm terrible with my morning routine, but when I have had that with, I start with a prayer or start with, you know, reading some of the Bible, it helps me just, you know, become a little bit more aware throughout my day of, you know, staying fixated on Christ-centered things, or at least just having that perspective. So hopefully having a, a little bit of starting the day with, um, you know, praying or the Bible, I think would be helpful for me. Yeah. I, 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 do we have a definition of follower? Cause that was a big like correlation. Don't just be a follower, be a disciple. Is there a definition that they gave? I didn't, I didn't hear that. Or what is it? Can we differentiate the two? I think a disciple is supposed to be more the all in is what he was saying. A follower is just like, yeah, I, I like Jesus. He's a good guy. But the disciple is like, I live for Jesus. Jesus is more of my a life. Leader yeah. Versus, yeah. um, Yeah. That's just my uh, definition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think he gave like a specific one just for the um, for follower, but you know there is a distinction of when like I, I feel like it's just that extension of kind of you start maybe as a follower and then like as you develop as you grow level um, up yeah level, <laughs> level up, up. <laughs> um, That's good. but but yeah one uh, I for, I can't find it in here but he he was saying that you know being a disciple. Sh- disciple like doesn't stay at the cross it's moving away from the cross so you know bringing coming to the cross you know that surrender you know having that uh step of you know giving it all in and then you know moving away actually you know using what god has given you using what you know you've surrendered to go out and make disciples so that whole process as well i mean i think to me you can't be a disciple unless you're connected and so like that's the differentiation in the sense of like what's going to leave you at the cross is like you go to a service, you commit your life to, you know, God, and then you maybe you come every week. But if you're not involved, you'll never have the opportunity to disciple because you have to be discipled too in order to disciple other people. And I think that part can be hard, especially if you like have been in church for a long time, um, but not connected. What do you guys think about, I mean, there was a couple of different scriptures he gave that were kind of that harshness of, you know, saying, don't, don't go bury, let the dead bury the dead. And, you know, you don't, don't go say goodbye to your, um, your people of, of your home. Um, how did you, how did you guys feel about like those, those scriptures or did anything stand out to you with thinking about like the, I guess, um, weightiness of that decision and how Jesus kind of puts it in perspective of, you know, you don't have to do these other things before you follow me. It's just like, come right now as you are. Anything stand out there? It's, as PT said, it's just harsh just to even think about that. Like, if I'd like to think if Jesus just appeared to me now, it's like, abandon your entire family and come with me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't know how I would do that. Like, my yeah, family would be done without me. Like, I'm the sole financial provider. Like, my kids, uh, my wife what would happen? Like, and you think, yeah, Jesus would, something would happen. You'd provide for them, but still it's just, it's scary. And I'm not sure if I would be able to do that right now where I am as a person. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I don't think like if someone were like, leave your kids and your family, I'd be like, I don't know if I believe you. Like, you know, I think there would be doubt. And I think 
that wasn't the intention. It was like a chen- and the intention of that was probably to challenge your heart of your priorities and to make it so clear that like Jesus needs to be so above on the list. Um, yeah. Why didn't he say, you know, bring your whole family with you and follow me? <laughs> Like, I mean, he, he gave, he gave the example of, um, you know, Peter and, and chosen, you know, saying, you know, follow me. And he had a, a wife and he left his wife back at home. Um, you know, it's, it was interesting, you know, I'm just thinking about it now. Just why didn't, why didn't Jesus say, you know, follow me with your whole family, bring everybody along. I would love to see her backstory. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. called it the boys. I'm going with the boys. Uh-huh. She's probably like, no. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's a question we'll have to ask, but I Come think, on, you're a preacher's kid. You got to know all the answers. I mean, I, he said, read between the lines, right? But I, as a person who was being told that in that moment, are they really understanding? And I think, you know, I mean, Jesus did say some of the stuff that I'm saying to you is going to make sense to some people and it's not going to make sense to other people and it's weeding out the people who actually want to follow me. And so it might, that might be... Um, we don't know where that conversation goes, right? Like we get snippets of conversation and and it's shared to create a point to us to be able to apply. Well, we kind of do know where it goes because he doesn't end up following him, right? Like he doesn't go with Jesus right then and there. That's not one of the 12 disciples, is it? Yeah, but just because they're not one of the 12, I don't think it means that they can't Yeah, I I guess they had hundreds of followers because they did like replace. But I don't know. I would have to read all of those like scriptures to know, like, because I know one person leaves, right? Like when he talks about, like, you know, leave all your riches and come follow me, and then he leaves sad. And you, I don't know the camel through the eye of a needle happens right after that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know what the aftermath of these like people's stories are. Maybe I don't know. Does it mean they're not following God? I don't think it's necessarily it. Yeah, I think they're, you know, they could just be examples that we can, you know, lead on just to say, you know, what, what are things that might be holding us back to, for like truly being all in following Christ? And so I think that that answer may be different things throughout our lives. So we can kind of put ourselves in those people's shoes a little bit um, throughout our life, you know, and kind of put it, put those things in check. Um, but I don't know all the backstory of all that, so I don't Let's know. Read if, right here. That's right. Weren't they all in Luke? <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. Luke, Luke, uh, Luke was calling people out. Um, anything else from the sermon today that you guys want to discuss, or any final um, closing thoughts that you have, um, or if you just want to talk about what New Year's plans you have, that's t- good too. We're gonna make Chinese food. <laughs> oh, you're gonna make it? Yeah, yeah. order. Yeah, no, we do uh, Chinese potluck every year. Ooh, nice. That's fun. I, Isn't the Chinese New Year at a different date, right? This is America. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you do burgers and french fries like everybody else? I, mean, I am uh, <laughs> grilling a steak, but it's going to be a, a Chinese steak. Actually, technically, it's going to be Korean. But If you don't uh, know this about Josh, he's very good at cooking. The green egg. Yeah. Yeah. He does a lot of, every time we've done like potlucks, he's done some type of like brisket or meat, and it's always very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you guys um, doing? We are, we're going to a friend's house and one of Zeke's um, uh, classmates. So we're going to go do that. And then. You're going to be there till midnight? No. I'm going to, like, it starts at five. at seven. We're going to be out by, like, 6.30. (laughs) I was like, five? That seems late to start, but okay. Like. It's a New Year's (laughs) Eve party. Yeah. Start those at, like, 11. I teach Pilates at 8 a.m. tomorrow, so it'll be an early night. 
Shout go. out if you want to come. <laughs> Yoga garden. <laughs> what I did want to say, how did he end the prayer? Because I really felt like that With was With communion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Yep. No, he said something about like resol- making resolutions isn't about like resolve or it, it was all about. Did he have that in his sermon notes? Um, let's see. I just remember the talking about people going to the gym for two months and all that. <laughs> only like like we're skipping that part this year. Um, no, I guess he didn't put it in the sermon notes. That was on a whim. <laughs> yeah, but it was just it was I, I like that, there. that um, analogy of like, okay, our goals for 24 are not about making resolutions to live a better life. It's it, That's what he said. He said um, it's about fully surrendering and that like God giving us the strength to surrender um, so our hearts and our lives can be changed. And I did like that. Um, cause sometimes like surrendering, like we, again, we don't always have the willpower to do like make all the efforts. And so it's kind of like, God, give me the strength to surrender. So then you can change my life. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So just encourage you, um, you know, and myself here getting into discipleship groups, uh, find, Find ways that you can, you know, continue that journey in your process of being uh, a disciple of, of Christ and, um, yeah, continue to just uh, connect with uh, whatever groups. There's tons of different groups uh, kicking oh, off in the oh. new year. Oh, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. Can we shout out a group? Yeah. Like, do you want to shout out Embrace Grace? Because that starts the 10th. Yeah, we have a unexpected pregnancy group starting January 10th. Yeah. So if you know anyone that has an unexpected pregnancy to come to that. We also have Spill the Tea Woo-hoo. in January. <laughs> the last Thursday of the, the month. last Thursday of the month. Yeah. And um, Spill the Tea is for anybody. Yeah. Well, any mom. Yeah, any mom. And you, you know, if you want to start a dad's group, get with me and Aaron. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Reach out. That's right. It can be once a month. <laughs> once a month, we'll go to uh, Broken Barrel, get some wings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Happy New Year.